Okay, so we've all seen the movies where the dad-to-be gets dragged to a Lamaze class and comedy ensues. But in real life, there are classes just for guys who are about to become dads, and they're called dude camps, if you will. And today we're going to find out just what goes on inside a dude camp at Deaconess. This is the podcast series from Deaconess the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. I'm Deborah Howell, and our guest today is Brian Wittenbreaker, AWMA and Dude Camp instructor at the Women's Hospital. He's also a dad, and he brings that experience to the table as well. Hi, Brian. Hey, Deborah. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Sure. So I guess my first question is, what is Dude Camp, and what kinds of things do dads and dudes do there? Well, it's a great question. And really, I'm not sure there's a great single answer. So I'll try to cover some stuff here today. But really what Dude Camp is, is just an excuse to get together as a group of either dads or soon to be dads and talk about things that maybe are concerning us as we go into this new chapter of our life. I think more than anything, it's a platform to just express kind of what's on your mind. There's really no rhyme or reason on how to be the best dad. But being as prepared as you can is certainly a great first step. And I think that's what we try to do. Now, there's so many myths when it comes to having a baby. What are some of the most common ones, and what's the reality from a dad's perspective? Well, I think the biggest myth is that you'll know exactly what to do. I mean, there's plenty of books to read, plenty of ways to prepare that way. But uh, until you're in the line of fire, so to speak, you really don't know what to do or how you will react. So that's probably the biggest one, that you'll know exactly what to do. For me personally, and then through this class, what we try to do is share some experiences that we have gone through ourselves, but also other people as they've come through other future dads, as they've came through the class, some, some things that they brought up too. And the biggest one for me personally was that I thought I'd feel instantly different. You know, my wife did, but I didn't. So how to deal with that, how to make sure that you don't let those things intimidate you. And, and I think, again, being prepared will, will help. Now, I understand you talk to these dads about how to handle support systems and give them some helpful ideas around that. Where does a brand new dad turn for support? Well, I think the first place you should turn is the people closest to you. You know, there's a lot of opinions. Um, a lot of people will share those with you, whether you ask for them or not, good or bad. But your family, obviously the, the mom-to-be is going to be able to help you a big time. But as it relates to the women's hospital, there's just a ton of resources that unless you ask, you really don't know about. And I'll tell you what, when I was going through delivery the first time, and my oldest, he turns five here in two days, so I vaguely remember bits and pieces of it. But what really stood out to me is just how great the employees were. The labor and delivery nurses are phenomenal. Um, They're there to help, and and you can certainly rely on them for what they can provide for you. Absolutely. And what kinds of things will a new couple need when they bring their baby or their babies home from the hospital? Well, you always hear the advice of pack a bag, Uh, and I can't stress that enough, of not being rushed as you go to the hospital. So be prepared that way. Also, one of the things that's been brought up to us in the class, I think is a great tip, is designate people to help you. As you go through the delivery process, it could be long, it could be short, but don't let that fall on you to relay information. Let somebody else do it for you so you're not stressed out by that. So food, perhaps, if you want snacks, it's important to eat. It won't be your first thought. Making sure that you're okay and on top of what you need to do so you can be supportive for the mom to be too. I like that. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Now, how can a couple prepare for the cost and the financial aspects of having a baby? Well, this is one of the biggest concerns that we hear. You know, what's it going to cost? How the heck am I going to pay for this? And I would just tell you, take a deep breath. Be prepared. Understand that you're going to get bills. You're going to have to pay them, but it'll be okay. I think as a parent, you just kind of find a way. When you have children, your priorities change a little bit. I think you understand that they're first and foremost and taking care of them. So you'll find a way, but 
if you don't have a budget, definitely think about that. Create a budget. Understand that all the dollars that you make through work, it's important to be responsible with those things. And even more so now that there's another mouth to feed diapers, which are expensive, formula, if that's the route that you go, uh, all these things add up. So be prepared. Try to have a budget and don't go in blind. Time for adulting, in other words. <laughs> so what are some ways a husband can be helpful with breastfeeding? Well, this one was a learn on the run for me. There, so there's nothing you can do physically in terms of active breastfeeding, but you can do everything else. You can get the bottles, you can clean them, you can take care of picking up, you know, they're the, in the bedroom or in the house, whatever it may be, because those things are important too. And if you don't do them and neglect them, they'll catch up to you. And I'll add this onto the breastfeeding pieces. The women's hospital has experts that will come in immediately afterwards and will help you understand what is breastfeeding? How do you do it? Because it's new to the mom too. She's never done it. Talk about an interesting first experience. So be supportive emotionally, be supportive on that side. That's really the biggest part, but try to help alleviate some of the other responsibilities that may come about from having a kid. Because I'll tell you what, breastfeeding, big time props, a lot of respect for me. It takes a lot of effort. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time. And you think about it, you breastfeed, and then you have a couple hour break. Well, you have to sleep. You have to do all those other things too. So um, it's a big deal. You want to make sure the baby has the nutrients and then gets what they need. For sure. All right, Brian, for dudes out there who don't know, how bad is it changing a dirty diaper? And do you have any tips on how to be prepared for that particular duty? It can be bad. It can definitely be bad, kind of joking, but I, you know, I was the dad that I'd never even held a baby before I had my own. I just was, was so nervous holding something that meant that much to somebody else. I felt like they're so delicate. I didn't want to do that. So you can imagine the thought of that plus a dirty diaper, pretty intimidating to me. I think that's something that a lot of future dads share. So you can go through and practice on play baby, if you will, to be prepared to how to do it. But in all seriousness, it's really not that bad. It's actually kind of fun if it sounds weird. I changed the first diaper in the hospital. For any dads listening, do it. It'll give you some good experience and give you something to brag about to mom. Yeah, because she's been doing her share for sure. Exactly, yeah. You also cover how to handle intimacy after the delivery of a baby. Can you share some thoughts on that? Well, as you can imagine, this is a touchy subject. But one of the advantages of dude camp in particular, is it's a room to share all and any concerns. There's no judgment. We're all going through it. I've been through it with, with my personal experience. And though what I typically tell the future dads here is be supportive. It's not on your time. She will be released by her doctor whenever you get the green light, so to speak. But be supportive. As you can imagine, a lot of trauma and a lot of it's mentally and emotionally, too, when it comes to the intimacy part. So it's probably going to take a back seat for a while, but just be supportive and, and just know that going into it. And you have so many other things to occupy your mind right then anyway. So just give it a rest. Okay, there's a ton of joy with having a new baby at home, but there are also some frustrations. What are some ways to cope with any frustrations that might occur? Well, this is a big one too. And, and I think that one of the earlier questions about support systems, lean on the people who you care about the most. It's okay to ask for help. People want to help. I think you feel like it's at a place to ask people to come over and help, hold the baby, watch it for a couple hours so you can get a nap. But I promise those people want to help, especially if it's a first-time grandparent, which we've had a few first-time grandpas come, which is pretty cool to share that experience with them. But ask for help. Also, outside of the support systems you may have, find a productive way to vent, if you will. It could be going to the gym, working out, cleaning, cooking, whatever that is to you. Make it a positive, not a negative, because if, if you don't, it can really start to snowball 
Um, and then the focus gets taken away from the special moment that there's special moments you can have with, with your baby, because looking back as a five-year-old and a three-year-old, I miss those times. And, and I promise you, you will too, if it sounds weird to say, but you'll miss them. So just try to enjoy it and just embrace it. It's not always going to be fun, but if you do those things and you can have some really good support systems and ways to get your frustration out that's productive, you'll be much better off. I know you kind of touched on a few things earlier, so I wanted to share a couple things that we usually will talk about and in, in the story form of what I've experienced. So my biggest concern going into being that was what the heck is going to happen in the delivery room? What does that look like? I can tell you from my personal experience, a couple of tips would be communicate who's going to be in the delivery room and what their responsibilities are. They're, the rooms aren't huge. They're certainly very nice rooms and have plenty of space in them, but it's going to be a whirlwind. It's definitely going to be a whirlwind. You're the go-between between the mom-to-be and the doctors and all that information. Don't leave that to her. Your job is to be, be an advocate on her behalf. But I would just say, understand whether you want to be down in the position where you can help deliver the baby or not, because you don't want to be in the way. Personally, I chose to be on the northern half of the equator, if you will, which was just a personal decision for me. But understand that the people who are in there, they're going to do their job. If you panic, the mom-to-be is going to feel that. It's important to be confident, cool and not make her more anxious. But when it is time to deliver the baby, it's a pretty incredible experience. And the doctors come in, it's kind of like a NASCAR pit crew. They come in, everybody has their job and they do it. And before you know it, you have a baby. And one thing I'll share that I did personally that I really did think I would care about, but my wife really, really wanted me to do it was to cut the cord. Be a part of the process, even if it's something as small, so you can both share that forever. These are sacred times and sacred moments, and I just, I want to say, I just really appreciate what you're doing with these dude camps. They're so, so important, and I'm sure your job is one you love. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a kind of a give back type of thing for me, and I would encourage any of the dads or future dads listening to this to, to come be a part of it. It's a pretty cool thing that the Women's Hospital does. I don't really know if anyone else is doing it, but we've had a pretty good response, and you'll leave better off. It's not going to be a waste of time. You'll, you'll definitely get something from it. I love it. Well, thank you, Brian, for taking us inside Dude Camp at Deaconess and why it might be something a new dad would want to sign up for. It's been great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Deborah. And that wraps up this episode of the podcast series from Deaconess, the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. To learn more, head on over to deaconess.com slash healthy baby. And for more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great day.